This week on BizBody, an update on networking lessons learned. Networking, updating on networking. We had an episode before about networking, and we're going to continue along those lines to kind of share where we're at with that. Um, it was funny because we've been looking for people to refer to. Um, we realize now, even more than ever, that getting to know what the heck people are doing around us so that we're in alignment with that, are they really in alignment with that? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, um, anytime you're networking or even meeting new people, like people tend to want to, you know, show their best self and or, you know, appease you to an extent, you know, where it's like, oh, I want you to like me. I want you to be my friend type of thing. Yeah. First date. Yeah. It's the first date thing where you show all the good stuff, but kind of keep all the negative shit in your pocket, you know, the best that you can so that, you know, that person leaves feeling like, Oh, I really like that person. Um, and I think that, you know, meeting and networking like is kind of the same thing where, you know, you're kind of initially trying to see whether or not like, you know, the things that you do mesh well with the things that this person potentially has to offer. And, um, you know, I think that, you go into it with the idea that most people are completely transparent and honest, but like we should kind of realize by now that most people like whether they're intentionally or unintentionally, they, people just lie, yeah. you know, um, or don't tell the whole truth, which technically I guess could be a lie or not a lie. I mean, it just depends on how you look at it. Like if you leave something, <laughs> if you leave something specific out, knowing that like that information would be good to share with somebody, is that technically a lie? Hmm, I don't know. It's maybe in the gray area, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I think, you know, from our standpoint, um, you know, I, I want to say that you're a better judge of like giving people the benefit of the doubt, whereas I'm a little less, you know, of the person that's willing to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. That's what makes us good partners is the idea that at least you, you look at how, it may not be exactly what they said. When I, I'm just like, oh man, this is this makes a whole lot of sense. It has to be like this all the time, and and you see that they're not following up with certain ideas, or they're not getting back to you, or like their actions don't align with what they say. And I I really love the idea that you know you're getting better at asking different questions at certain times to make sure that we're spending the right amount of time with the right amount of people because there's nothing worse than going out and spending a buttload of time and then realizing that they're just jackoffs that that are just number one like wasting your time because they never knew what the relationship was going to be and now we're asking each other like okay how is this going to benefit them and how's it going to benefit us moving forward right and i think you know you read a lot of things and people will tell you like, um, you know, you should, everything should work out and be a win, win, win for everybody, which is true to an extent. But at the same time, it's like when you're a business owner and 
you don't have a lot of time. Like, you know, I think that, you know, the anticipation is for it to, to be a win all the way around. Yeah. But if you don't have, if you don't have a feeling that you're going to win in that scenario in any way, like, I don't know if it's even worth your time. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh. Where, where it's like, you're going to feel you know, gypped na- anyways. Now it's kind of like, I want to know that, okay, here's my expectation of what I want to get out of this meeting. And if I don't feel that I'm going to get that, you know, um, specifically, then sometimes I just don't even want to take it. You yeah. know what I mean? And maybe, maybe we've missed some opportunities because of that, but maybe we've saved ourselves a ton of time, you know, in some of those scenarios as well. And I think that, you know, like, you know, it was a prime example, you know, with you and I talking about this individual that we're going to end up meeting with, um, you know, in a few weeks where, you know, I've had a little more interaction with him than you have. And, you know, you brought up like, well, you know, what do you hope to get out of this meeting? And I guess like initially I thought we were kind of on the same page and I like started to think, you know, after we had that conversation, you know, I've been the one that's been talking back and forth to this guy. Yeah. Like you really haven't talked to him much at all yeah. outside the the hour he spent over here. Um, that was a conversation between all of us and not really even a conversation between you two. Yeah, so completely the idea that, you know, like initially my initial thought was what the hell do you mean? Like what yeah. the hell do I want to get yeah. out of this? Like, don't, can't you read my goddamn mind? <laughs> well, like I thought it was interesting too, because it's like, as soon as I asked the question, I didn't even think that, like our conversation would go there, you know, like I, I just thought right off the bat that you would think I would like this, this, this to happen. And all of a sudden you had a, like a little hint of being defensive about it. I was like, dude, like I totally just really want to know what you want out of it because I don't know. And don't I, you trust me? Keith? <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, I do trust you, but I don't know like what your intention is at all. And like, I don't want to be aligned with it. I totally want to be aligned with it. And I want to make sure that when we walk in this conversation, that we are so on the same page with like where this may go, or you may see a different angle than I do. And all of a sudden, like, that's where our value to each other comes into play. And, and I've been, I, I can, I can't even count on my hands because it's so many times that I've gotten defensive over something because it's just like, well, don't you know what I'm thinking? And you're like, fuck, no, you don't know. And it's like, it's my job to communicate that to you. And I'm like, I've been there so many times. So I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. And I just think, you know, you know, like I said, my initial gut reaction was like, what, you don't fucking trust me? Like, <laughs> the hell is wrong with you, man? Like, <laughs> but no, I mean, you brought up a good point because I knew in my mind what I wanted to get out of it, but we never really talked about it outside no. of the fact that, hey, dude, I set this meeting. You're going to be there. Like, and don't be late like you usually are. Yes, yes dad. And uh, <laughs> we're going to go over and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to see if this is something that we may want to move forward with or not, yeah. you know? And I think that, you know, the hard part is in any given scenario, like if you're anything like us, like, of course, we're not control freaks, but we are control freaks in a sense. When you know, it's your like, relationship, it, so, it, it makes a big difference. Right. So, I mean, like for us, you know, it is kind of hard to give up the reins on certain things. And, you know, like it can be an extremely hard scenario, like for you to... I guess, align with people that may not have the exact same, you know, feelings or thoughts on certain things. But, you know, 
are you going to take the time to really like hash those things out with those individuals to make sure that at the very least you at least mutually respect each other's ideas, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that's that's one of those things where, you know, initially I don't think that's something that you get right away, you know, in the sense of, oh, you know, like, and again, you know, this comes back to, you know, a, a person that I really, you know, thought was very, very intelligent, really, really good. And he probably like, and I don't want to take anything away from him because he probably is really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't had a chance to really spend enough time with him to understand the intricacies of how he practices and how he makes decisions. And in the few conversations that we've actually had, like, you know, some of the things that he brings up, they're very intelligent. And it's like, wow, man, like I would totally send people and I totally have sent people to this guy. And then, you know, I read this blog post that he, he posted not too long ago. And as I'm reading through this blog post, I'm like thinking to myself, why am I still reading this crap? Like, why am I spending, <laughs> why am I spending time reading this? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, and the fact just, that like I, I, I spent an extra ten minutes moments of my life reading the whole damn thing. Like, I was actually pissed at myself by the end. Like, Dude, why you, did I read this stupid you, thing? You don't read a whole lot of articles. Right. Like, you listen to a lot of stuff. You, like, you're a podcast. You're an audio receptive person, right? And it's like with. Books. You don't read a lot of books because you'd rather watch the movie if it's if it's uh, fiction, right? right? So like the whole idea of you sitting down here reading an article, it was probably very entertaining for you on the aggravation side. Of right. I mean, honestly, it didn't keep my attention because I felt like I was learning something. It kept my attention because I was I was just dumbfounded. Like, is this like is he really is he did he really just make that statement? Like, yeah. You know, I think it was more disappointing than anything. It's like, man. You know, I thought this person was like, you know, this way. And like, if he's making statements like this, like, did I completely misjudge the situation? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and by the time I was done, I was actually aggravated by it. <laughs> I was just like, God damn. Like, well, I don't know like if I want to send anybody over there. Like, like, if, if this stuff. is the way he actually thinks, yeah, I'm like, why would I ever send anybody? Like, I would never tell my client something like that. Like, that just is freaking ridiculous. Yeah, like it's a straight sigh. Yeah. You're I'm like, just like, oh, oh man. man. It, like, just sends, like, it just takes the wind right out of your sails. Right. Well, it's just like our, our old relationship with, with a Cairo that was right in our place. You know, we thought, I mean, does great stuff with, you know, checking out neurotransmitters and making sure that their blood work turns out. Okay. Yeah, like maybe his exercise stuff that he's talking about doesn't really line up, but like we'll let that slide for now. And then all of a sudden it just built up and built up and then turned into an avalanche of really crappy exercise stuff of which like we pride ourselves on how how we don't take exercise for granted and we make sure it's really specific. So then all of a sudden, he's doing all these general exercise things that could possibly hurt people, and you're like, "Holy crap! What are you doing? Like, why are you even? Why are you going this route when you are really good at this blood work thing and you have your niche? Like, you have it. You don't have to do everything, right? right? And you, and because we never had those conversations, no, we didn't. And I think that's what led eventually to you know a lot of resentment on both sides. You and know? that's our fault. And you know, I think going through that has made us, you know, 
a lot better at having those tough conversations because nobody wants to have that conversation necessarily about, hey, man, like, I know you're uh, you're kind of doing these things with your clients, but should you really be doing that mm-hmm. type of thing? Because, yeah. you know, everybody's ego is always going to be play a factor in that stuff. And it's like, oh, I can do anything I want. Of course you can. Yeah. But, like, then why are you in the same facility with people that specifically do that all the time. Yeah. Like I don't dabble in Cairo, like, or, or you know, nutrition or dabble, dabble in your work. nutritional, nutritional stuff either. Yeah. You know, like I stay, like we stay in our lane. Mm-hmm. So why are you deviating into our lane and then promoting yourself as an expert in this when it's quite obvious well, that you're don't not. Don't show a stupid ass rotator cuff exercise when it's more than your rotator cuff that's going to be participating on that axis. You know, it's like, it makes no sense at all for us to be like touting a whole bunch of supplements, right? That would go completely against what the results for the blood work would would dictate as far as, oh, guess what? If you took that supplement, you may be severely allergic to it and maybe vomiting or like have immense diarrhea. Like right. great that, job. That would be like having somebody in your facility that promotes, you know, something like muscle milk, right? Like they're they're in love with muscle milk. Pizza. They, they uh, <laughs> you know they they sell muscle milk. They're a promoter of muscle milk. And one day, you know, Keith and I come in and just decide, you know what? Screw muscle milk. I like metrics, <laughs> and bring in metrics that has the same goddamn supplement line. Yeah, it's just a different freaking company. Yeah, right. So now we're directly competing with the person that's supposed to be part of our network. Yep. In the same goddamn facility. Like, it doesn't even make sense, but that's exactly what was happening. And it was kind of like, oh, like, maybe we maybe we should have had that conversation before, you know, we even agreed to share a space. Like, hey. Oh, in the, customer, in the customer's eyes, you're all one unit. Right. I mean, do you remember the woman that came in here? Like, okay, so just a little background on this one. You, all of you listeners are going to love this. So this... A middle-aged woman comes into our new facility, of which we're no longer with this practitioner, this that this practitioner that uh, the Cairo that used to share space with us, and she basically asked for her supplements. Now we never sold supplements; they were all through the Cairo, of which he would leave the supplements for people to pick up they already paid for. Now she comes into our new facility, of which the Cairo is no longer a part of. Which is in a different building, which is in, in a, a different location, mind you. Across town. And it's like, um, I'm here for my supplements. And I'm like, well, I think you're looking for Dr. And she's like, yeah, I'm looking for body activation. I'm like, no, you're looking for Dr. You're looking for his stuff. And, and she's like, yeah, I'm looking for body activation. I'm here for Dr. He's not a part of body activation. He's, a, he's his own entity. So she comes in and she asks for the Cairo that was a part of our space and because she's asking for these supplements. But she mentioned our name instead of the Cairo's name. And literally, I'm like, well, no, this Cairo no longer is a part of our space, but he always leased space with us. And I realized at that moment that the customer just associated us as one entity. And and they should have, because I would do the same thing if I was in their shoes. I'm like, I'm in one building. This place is called body activation. So I'll uh, I'll just, I'll pick up my supplements. They'll be on my way. And it doesn't matter if the Cairo was here because the Cairo was us 
in their eyes. So literally, it's like, oh yeah, of course, of course, the Cairo is now viewed as as our as our brand name, of which I knew right then and there. I'm like, holy crap, whoever we associate with, who is a million miles away, or in our own building, all our customers are going to think of us as being one unit. So like if we're making a deal that provides food for this place or a nutritionist or whatnot, that's our system that's on the line. It's on the line every single time. Right. And if somebody has a bad experience, they're going to equate it back to you as much as they are with the individual that might be in your network. And I think, you know, that's, that's the, uh, that's the risk you always take with working with outside people is, you know, are those people going to take care of your clients as well as you do or better? Like, you know, hopefully they do even better. Like that, that would be the goal is to have people that genuinely care, you know, just as much, if not more than you. Yeah. But that's not always the case, you know, and you don't always necessarily find that out until it becomes a problem. Right. And go completely. I don't know if there's a if there's a way to completely flush some of that stuff out, you know, and maybe maybe there is and we just haven't figured it out yet. I think I think you you said it earlier, which was we have to take the time to make the conversations happen so that we put like, okay, what do you feel about this? What do you feel about this? Having a questionnaire for each one of the people that we're vetting so that we know it's like, are they going to be talking about stuff that we do? And if they are, what's a good time for them to be talking with us? Or when's a good time for them, for for our clients to be talking to them? And if they are going to talk about it, what are they going to tell them so that we know ahead of time what to expect? You know, I think that in itself is is a process that like going into this upcoming Wednesday, next Wednesday, next Wednesday, next Wednesday, um, like we should we should start that, you know, and I think that's a big learning step for us is realizing that those questions should be on the forefront. And at least we should have a process for vetting for vetting those people, because let's get it uh, let to put it all out there. You're you're putting yourself at risk in order to provide a better service for your clients. But at the same time, it's like, man, you don't want to come and bite you back in the ass, you know? Right. And I don't I don't think that, you know, from our perspective, we don't want to be on an island either. Like we don't want to, you know, feel like we have to separate ourselves from anybody and everybody because everybody else is crap. Um, because, I mean, there's going to be certain scenarios where people can benefit from other things that we don't provide. It's yeah. just a matter of finding those people that you can trust that then aren't going to turn around and like stab you in the back and say, well, you know, I don't know why those guys over body activation are telling you this or doing that. Like they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, this is a person that's supposed to be in your network that yeah. you referred your client to. And now they're talking shit about you, you know, <laughs> behind, behind your back. And it's kind of like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> I, th- I, I thought we had an understanding. <laughs> right. You know, it's like there's plenty of times where, you know, like when clients tell me certain things that I just want to be like, they told you what? Crickets like, chirping. Are you, are you fucking L- serious? Long, long pause. Right. And yeah. I'm just like, you know, baffled by, you know, some of the things that some of these practitioners tell clients. Right. And yeah. it's like, Wow. Like, 
but then I have the choice, you know, do I make the client feel, you know, stupid or bad because like the thing that this person told them they believed and now I'm like completely shooting holes in it Mm -hmm. being like, why would you ever believe that? Like, that's so dumb. Yeah. And then either making it, making them feel comfortable with me now or, you know, do I just let it slide and kind of chalk it up as, well, I'm never sending anybody to that clown. Yeah. You know, like again, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like you got to kind of, you know, make those decisions based on the relationship you have with the client based on like how much, you know, trust that you have built up with that client. results. Yeah. And, you know, but it just, it, it kind of blows my mind, you know, um, some of the things that I hear, you know, our clients come back and tell us, like, even with people that we've went through their process, and it's like, well, when they took me through their process, like, they never Talk, talked about that. Talked about that. They never took me through that. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Like, and did they intentionally not? Yeah. Because they were afraid that maybe we would poke holes in it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that... Well, they think poking holes is bad, and right. it's not. It's like, I hope that somebody looks at our system and is like, well, why are you doing that? Like, why are you doing that? Like, this seems to be a little off. So that we have to rethink things again. I mean, that's the only way that we're going to grow. You know, it's the only th- way that we get better at what we do. Well, I just... I, I feel like the more we've done this, you know, it, it's funny to me, the, the, the people that get frustrated with the questions that we ask or it's almost like, okay, this is a person I don't want to work with. Like if you're, if that person's getting frustrated because I'm asking questions and they have to actually answer my questions Mm -hmm. and defend potentially what it is they're doing. Like if they feel, if they're being defensive then it's kind of like it throws up a red flag already. Whereas to me, it's like, I want you to ask questions and if you don't get it, let's talk about it. And maybe it even sheds light on, well, man, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Like maybe we could tweak it to make it even better. Like I don't necessarily, you know, um, take offense to those stuff. I've had clients ask me, you know, about the way we do certain things from time to time, like, because that's not the way they were done with the last person that worked with them. And well, it's, it's like, just like the, it's like this podcast with us, you know, we get an opportunity to sit down and talk about this stuff, which fl- flushes out, more holes within our processes and in our relationship because it's like, oh, I never realized that that was a problem or I never realized that we're missing this piece. Having two different insights into possible problems or solutions gives us a leg up on sole practitioners. You know, at the same time, it's like, okay, now if if we're missing out on a process because we just feel like there is a hole in, 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 in the system, it's like now we're taking initiative to actually make it better and fix the problem or take it in a whole different direction and pivot. Those are the conversations that we have to have. And if we're not having those conversations, this place suffers. If we're not having those conversations with other practitioners, those relationships are going to suffer as well. Well, I think what's what's interesting through this whole process, you know, is... I think some of it's kind of rubbed off on my wife a little bit because, like, you know, I tend to vent certain things to my wife when things piss me off. And the funny thing is, so, like, you know, like we talked about earlier, I'm a little more skeptical with people. Like, I'm not, um, when I meet people, um, I'm not 
one of those people that right away trusts people. Like I just don't like that. And you have resting some, asshole face. Yeah. So, sometimes <laughs> like I think that irritates my wife a little bit, like, cause I am super skeptical with most people. It doesn't, and it has nothing to do with, you know, is it one of my wife's friends? Is it one of her coworkers? Hell, like I was skeptical about our pediatrician. Like, like I'm skeptical about everybody. Like, you know, what's their agenda? What are they, you know, like, why do I have to take somebody's word for it just because they're a doctor or just because they're a professional this or a professional that? Like, I get the fact that like people do certain things and they're quote, supposedly quote unquote experts, but that doesn't mean that they're never wrong. And that doesn't mean that maybe... You know, they're so used to staying in their their lane that that lane hasn't deviated in 30 years and things have changed in the last 30 years. Right. So it's like my thing now is like I'm always very inquisitive about stuff and sometimes like to the irritation of my wife. (laughs) But, you know, the thing that happened to us like a couple like what was it three, four weeks ago, like I was actually like. So happy and so like, you know, proud. And I had this huge shit eating grin on my face. Like, and my wife even caught it where she was like, Oh, you liked that, didn't you? Cause like we're we're in uh urgent care, right? Like, and again, very skeptical about a lot of stuff. Like I ask a lot of, you know, questions, which I think probably irritates some people. Um, and we're in urgent care. My daughter, she had double pink eye, you know. We knew it was pink eye. You're farting in she the had, pillow yeah, again, aren't she you? Had it, she had it before. It wasn't like, oh, you know, like I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose pink eye. I know what the hell pink <laughs> eye is. So, you know, our clinic was closed, so we had to take her to urgent care. So yeah. we take her to urgent care. You know, they take us back or whatever. Um, nurse comes in, kind of looks her over. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's freaking pink eye. So the doc comes in and, you know, like he's talking to us. He's like, yeah, it looks like pink eye. He's like... Um, but, you know, she could have maybe scratched her eye with her, you know, like when she was rubbing her eye or whatever, which could cause the same irritation. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do this test that would rule out the pink eye or, or that would rule out whether or not she scratched herself or not. Yeah. And then if it is, we can, you know, we can give her medication or whatever. Like before I could even open my mouth, my wife's like, well, is the treatment any different if she's got a scratch on her eye versus the pink eye? He's like, no, we'll treat it with the same antibiotic. And she's like, then why do the test? Then why do the test? And he just kind of looks at her and he's like, well, don't you want to rule out like if she has a scratch? She's like, not if it's the same treatment. Want to just <laughs> make the scratch better and or the pink eye better, whether or not it's either and one. raise the cost. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sitting there like with this big, like before I can even <laughs> open my mouth, this big, she turns to me and she's like, you like that, didn't you? I was like, daddy yes. likey, daddy so it's likey. Like, it, you know, like, I'm like, I'm rubbing off on you. Oh, dude, you know? it, was, it was hilarious. Today with uh, one of my clients, he he um, was talking, we were talking about um, being confident. Like one of his, one of his associates has lost all of his confidence and to the point where no one wants to work with them. That all these um, other lawyers that are teaming up and partnering up on these cases, they don't want to, they don't want to work with them anymore. So now he's got to take the work back and now the work's stacking up on his plate. And he, and he, he related the case, um, or the, he related this idea that, you know, all day long he is trying to exude confidence 
And he's like, all I do is give, is give people answers. And he's like, I'm probably right, like maybe 20% of the time. But he's like, I'm giving people answers, and they love answers. And he's like, my, my wife wasn't so happy about it when we first got married because she's like, well, you, what you told me was wrong. And he's like, but I gave you an answer, didn't I? <laughs> He's like, you know, so what if I was right only 5% of the time back then? He's like, I'm getting better. I'm up to like 30. Right. And he's like, I do that for a living. I give people comfort by telling them something that I believe is a true answer at that point in time. And that's my confidence. So it's okay to question it because overall, people are wrong. There's some really, really smart people that may not be right, or they may be right, but the whole point is to weigh that context and how it fits within what you're doing, right. you know, and that's it. That's what it comes down to. And I think, you know, like, there's so much information out there now that how the hell are you supposed to keep up with all of it? And that's the thing, like, that's the thing that I always go back to is, like, you know, one of the things that really, you know, um, I was talking to a client about this the other day because he's like, um, you know, aren't you a little critical about, you know, certain things that you believe in. I was like, eh, yeah, I mean, I guess like, you know, I'm not always the one to rush to say, yep, I totally believe that because somebody wrote it in an article or somebody, you know, you, you saw it on TV or somebody that you think is super smart said it. And I always, my, the first thing my brain always goes to now is the extreme, right? So somebody makes a statement, oh, this is the best, you know, this is the best exercise for your core. This is the best exercise for this. This is the best exercise to allow you to poop better. This is the best food. This is the best food for, you know, digestion. This is, okay, like, anytime you hear any of that stuff, like, the first thing, you know, that comes to my mind is, oh, this is the best thing for leg strength, you know, squat. It's the best exercise for, really? It's the best for the guy with no legs? You know, like, so I always like, like, why is that funny? I was like, I always, my mind now always goes to the extreme. And if it doesn't apply to the extreme, then it's not the truth. Like, oh, completely. And it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be completely false, but it doesn't necessarily mean it holds as much water as you think it does. Well, those relationships, man, it's like businesses, whether, whether you're a client or you're a practitioner that you're relating yourself to. It's all about relationships. So what kind of relationships do you want to have? Do you want to have a relationship where everybody are yes people and they're doing shit behind your back where it's like you don't know what kind of consistency you're going to have? Or do you want to have be able to have difficult conversations where you get somewhere and maybe it just pushes your game to a higher level, sets you to a new standard of which other people can't touch, and then you just... You just have a network of people that you can trust, number one. And number two, you can continue to have really awesome discussions where you may not be right. And you have to be okay with that. You know, it's like one of the hardest things is like taking that a piece of that slice of that humble pie and all of a sudden being like, oh, crap. Like, what if what I've been doing for the past six, seven years isn't what I thought I was I was doing for somebody like that should be happening to you at a, on a continual basis so that right. you just are like, oh, if I see this again, it could be this or this, or maybe it's another scenario. And maybe I'm not as well suited to deal with that and somebody else is. Right. So I think, you know, it just, 
my mind, like over the past, like especially over the past like five or six years, have has really you know my personality has really evolved in this in the sense of you know I do question things a lot more. I don't take things for you know face value as much, and it really has nothing to do with necessarily do I trust the individual or not. It's just like I said, information is so much easier to get these days and there's it's it's so much you know there's so much more of it and there's you know how do you even as a professional that we spend all of our time like touting ourselves and being very confident in our ability to do this thing called exercise like I still don't know it all I still don't know even close to all of it oh my god right you're scratching the surface right now at, at the you know but I can admit that, and I'm humble enough to understand that, like, I know a very little amount about a huge subject, right? No, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, you knew 20 I years had, ago, had a lot I knew, more. I knew all of it. But now, <laughs> now I know just a small portion of it. But the fact is, it's like, I'm okay with the fact that I understand a very little about this that's this huge thing, right? Yeah. But I think we run into too many people that think they have it all figured out. And because they have it all figured out, they've stopped learning. They've stopped opening their mind to learning new things because, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years. I know what I'm doing. Or their, like, ex- or their expectations are screwed for the for the for like what's around them because now you're going to love this story, right? So one of my friends, she is planning on going to Florida because her friend is starting a franchise um, in Florida where it's supposed like a wellness institute, right? Stop me if this sounds familiar, right? So um, who doesn't love wellness? <laughs> so her friend, her friend is putting together a center for like weight loss and for general health. Who doesn't like losing weight? And then um, she is, I believe attempting to sell her friend a franchise, right? At first I was thinking, oh, she's just going to show her this model. You know, but I was like, wait, hold on a second. Like she's trying to get her to buy a franchise. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, are you, are you planning on purchasing a franchise? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, you are. I'm like, okay, now what are you, what are you planning to do with this model? I'm like, have you looked at any other wellness clinic models that are popping up all over the place and uh, that we were a part of one. I mean, that was like seven years ago when we first started, right? In a facility like that, of which, what were the expectations like for all the practitioners that were in there? Somebody else was going to build their business for them. Someone else is going to build their business for them, and each person can solve everyone's problems. Right. So it's really hard to diversify. why are you getting that referral when I should be getting that referral? (laughs) Because I'm better than you. And and one of my favorites is, hey, you, you need to be giving me referrals. I'm like, I don't don't even know know who the hell you are. Who are you? I have no idea who the fuck you are. Right. Get the hell out of our building. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You're, yeah, okay. No more name dropping. So, um, I'll just use nut job. Yeah. Like crazy. Get just out. crazy. Get out, right? our, well, get out of our why office. Why would I nut ever job. refer anyone to someone who's crazy? Like, literally, it, like they're going to get better. Like, I know that you got into this field to try to fix yourself. And I got into this field because I would like my body to last as long as possible. But overall, don't impose. I mean, right. and, and that's what happens in a lot of those scenarios is like, 
There isn't someone to rein everybody in, vet them, and make sure that if someone comes in, you got a plan. Right. And, like, and, and like that's what builds the whole center is by making sure people have unbelievable experiences with great plans. Well, and the other problem is when you have a gatekeeper that honestly doesn't know shit about half the practitioners that they have in the building, but yet they're the one delving out, you know, like somebody calls in, oh, you should go see this person. Oh, Oh, you should go see that person. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't even know what half these people do. Like... (laughs) You love exercise, but you never do it. Right. It's like, it it didn't even make any sense. And then, you know, when you try to get everybody in the same room to agree, you know, that things should work this way or things should work that way. What do you think is going to happen? Like you got 30 freaking egos in there that like, you know, whether they're going to come out and say it or not, believe that I'm the best. Everybody should be coming to me in the first place. And then, you know, if I need to refer to someplace else, like I will, but chances are like, I can fix everybody's problems that call in here. Well, everyone like, was, was going there for pain. Like, Actually, a majority. I wouldn't say everyone, right? A majority of people will go there for pain or for or some sort of body fat loss, or they try to try to have the ideal body image match with what they have inside of in their brain as a picture, right? So when people would show up, everyone's like, "Well, I treat pain. I'm a body worker. I can say I can treat pain." Or they're a dentist, of which at least that was clear cut. You know, it's like, hey, I work on your teeth, right? (laughs) Awesome, right? So what really got to me was this idea that, I mean, we all know how crazy pain is. You're like, is there just one thing that gives you pain? I mean, how you can have no limb at all and have pain. So how are you the person that's going to take away this physical manifestation known as pain? Well, I think the the funniest thing being in that place that ever, like, I feel like happened to us like going into that situation, like we never looked at that as, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to get all these referrals and, you know, like we won't have to do any work on our own to build a clientele. We'll just let them do it for us. That's not how we went into it, which yeah. I think we were the minority in that scenario, like where the majority of people did go into that scenario believing, hey, I'm going to pay my rent. I'm going to go into this place. They're going to market for me, and I'm going to have all these clients that I don't even know what to do with. Mm-hmm. But you take that out of the scenario, and the funniest thing that actually happened to us is we're exercise guys, right? Like we specialize in exercise. And then this wellness center goes and partners with the big gym here in, you know, like town. And all of a sudden, like, oh, by the way, guys, like, we have to cut you out of some of our marketing stuff because it interferes with the gym that we just collaborated with. And it's like, oh, thanks a lot for thinking of us. Yeah. You know, like, you wanted an exercise component, so you specifically brought us in, but yet then you go and partner with a big club, and now we're getting cut out. Okay, hey, you guys. You guys should open up like one of those twenty-four hour latchkey places where people can just use your equipment and leave. I'm like, yeah, because those work out so well for everyone. Like right. those are a majority of the people that we would see are people that were exercising by themselves and beating the crap out of themselves. But can you imagine the 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 lashing out that they would have got if they went would have went to 
one of the 17 acupuncturists that they had like in the upper room of that building and, and went up and said, Hey guys, I know you guys, you know, like are here and are part of our wellness facility, but we're going to partner with this acupuncture group across town and we're not going to be able to advertise for you guys anymore because that that's a conflict of interest. And how many people like they actually stop people, by our place from, from their marketing? Yeah. Th- those people would have went irate. Yeah. They would have been nuts. You know, whereas it was just kind of like, you know, when she told me that, I just, I all I could do was laugh and I'm be speechless. like, that's hilarious. All right. Whatever. Like, I mean, it, it honestly didn't bother me because we, it wasn't like we were relying on them anyway for anything, but I just... I thought it was hilarious. Like you're trying to build this quote unquote like wellness thing and you want all these different practitioners to be the best of the best. Like that was the whole sales pitch mm-hmm. of this thing. Yet now you're going to a big box gym instead of promoting the exercise quote unquote experts and professionals you brought into your own facility to do the exercise component. I was like, makes sense to me. <laughs> like <laughs> bang up job there. Right. We could, <laughs> Needless to say, we couldn't get out of there fast enough. Yeah, it was. So whenever I hear about wellness facilities right now, I, I actually, I really don't get it anymore. I, I don't think that people really understand the relationships between all the practitioners the way that they should. And if you're going to have a place that does understand that, you're going to have a kick-ass place. You're going to have a place that services people to the, to the T. Like I said before, it would make a ton of sense if everyone knew what everyone else does. You put a plan together for the individual so that they have like a longevity plan and their body lasts really well for how much they want to spend on their body because it's budgeted out and, and the finance part, the financial part is on par, you know, and if you want to include financial fitness in with it too, it's like now you can help them pay for it as mm-hmm. well. You know, it's like, it just makes sense if everybody knows what everyone is doing. And the only way you can do that, better questions, set up times for communication, have coffee, maybe even have them work on you or practice with you. You know, like those things in itself is just what has taken like our relationship to a different level of, of, okay, well, we're missing these things in our practice. Let's start implementing it and let's put a timestamp on it. So it like, it holds ourselves accountable to get this stuff done. Right. And I think, you know, finding somebody outside of your business that you trust and that, you know, you value their opinion, you know, isn't, isn't a bad thing to have them come in and just try to poke holes in your system. Like, and I think that, you know, finding those people that you genuinely trust that, you know, will come in and be honest with you and ask really good questions of the things that you're doing only makes what you're currently doing that much better. Like, but you can't be afraid, you can't be afraid for them to come in and start poking a bunch of holes. And, you know, like when they leave, you just get pissed off at them and not talk to them for the next couple of months because they hurt your feelings yeah. and not implement the things that they brought to your attention. You know, well, and they I think should that, hurt your feelings. You yeah, know? It, I mean, it, it is going to be a hit to your ego a little bit. Everybody thinks they're smart. Everybody thinks they have it all figured out. But, you know, at the same time, I can also appreciate that I'm too close to what I do sometimes. Like I'm too close to what I do every day to see some of the things that I know I'm missing. So yeah. it takes that outside, you know, those outside eyes and opinions to say, you know what, why are you guys doing it this way? Like, oh shit, like I never really thought of it that way. And I think, 
you know, a couple of years ago, my initial gut reaction was like, well, who the fuck do you think you are? You yeah. know, like type of thing. Whereas now it's like, oh, like who, shit. Who, like, like who the fuck do I think I am? I, yeah. Like, yeah. holy shit, man. Like, how did I miss that? Yeah. You know? Um, and I think you got to be okay with the fact that not everybody's going to like see it your way. And but if it doesn't disrupt your ego. As long as you can justify the things that you're doing, you don't really have anything to worry about. But yeah. like, I think, you know, a lot of times we put stuff in and implement things that we do because somebody else did it. And because I, you know, just because my mentor told me that this is the way it's done. And like, I didn't then think about all the steps that went into it. Like I just did it because somebody that I trusted and somebody that I respect told me, I mean, how, how often does that happen? Oh, all the time. That happens all the time where it's like, you don't question what somebody that you respect and really admire tells you because you take it for what it is. It's like, oh, like that guy would never tell me anything wrong, yeah. right? Or that person would never tell me or lead me down, you know, the wrong path. But it's like, so then you take that for granted and you're like, you know, when it does come back and you do start to look at it a little more intent, you know, you're like, wow, like, yeah, that makes sense to an extent. You know what about this, 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 and this? And it's like, well, if but you're not, you don't if you're think not taking of that strides. It, if you're not taking strides for that, it's like you're not planning. You're not planning to rock the boat enough, you know. And, and you become that like forty year old kindergartner, and everything that you learned back then is still what you're doing that same day. You're not growing. You're not. Right. And not only that, it's not like. Let me rephrase that. You're not changing because I think this idea of personal growth is kind of bullshit. I think like the idea is, are you changing to the direction that allows you to do a better job with your clients and then also makes you more reliable and dependable to the relationships that matter most to you? Because like if you're not doing those things, you're you're completely letting people down. I mean, you're, you are, you're letting people down and you're letting yourself down and your future self down. Like, do you want to be the same person 10 years from now that, that you are today? Because you're super, super happy and content with every facet of your life today. Right. And I think, you know, as you grow and evolve, I think, you know, um, it's kind of like I tell a lot of our interns that come in, you know, the more, you know, the better questions that you'll have. Yeah. Right. And the more time you spend getting to know more about what it is or the field that you're working in, honestly, the better questions you have to be able to ask certain quote unquote experts in your field, right? Like where now when you're a new person right out of college, you don't know diddly shit, even though half of these people think they, they have it all figured out already. You know that squat rack you, you can go, also do a bench right. press out of? You go to a conference, right? And you go and who's talking at these conferences, like all these people that are super successful yep. in this field, right? That are making good money, training all these professional athletes, you know, like everybody looks up to them like, holy shit, that person wrote three books and that person wrote, you know, 10 books and that person works with Michael Jordan and that person works, you know, like, so they're all enamored. So what happens? Like you set in that, that talk that these people give and right out of college, you're writing everything down like so-and-so told me to do this with my athletes and yada, yada, yada. And you don't even think twice about it. You just implement it, right? Mm-hmm. Like because so-and-so told me and because he works with Michael Jordan or because he works with professional athletes, like he would never steer me wrong, right? But they don't 
at that point, they you just don't know have, what you, they know. You don't have context either yeah. into like what what they're really teaching you, or maybe they don't either. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's like until you start to get more knowledge, it's like then you set, let's say, ten years from now, you sit in that same conference with that same individual. But now you have this wealth of knowledge that you've gained over the last 10 years because you've actually, oh, I don't know, like continue to learn, which is a novel concept, you know, for some people. Um, You might have 30 questions that you have. Well, that doesn't make sense. Well, can you explain this better? Well, I don't understand what you mean by this. Like, It's not because you you, think he's an asshole. No, you just want to know, like, what the hell are you really talking about? And does that apply to everybody? There's no personal vendettas against these people. It's literally about coming up with questions about the information. Because the information is in the context is what matters most. It's not about, like, how you feel about somebody. Right. Because it wasn't their information anyways. Right. None of these people invented the wheel like they're regurgitating information that they got somewhere else or putting or putting multiple sources together to try to come up with something that that works maybe slightly differently right and then you know like being able to take those experiences with those specific people they worked with and then trying to put it into a system you know which might work great for the people they work with but might not work the same way with the people you work with because there's no biases out there right? right and understanding that that's a real possibility, you know, like, oh, that you, you know, unfortunately, like you work with a bunch of high school kids. This person works with a bunch of NFL players, like Mm -hmm. no difference there. Right. Like they're, they're both athletes. This person's in oncology. (laughs) Right. And it's just like, so I think, you know, as you, as you learn more and more stuff, and I think that's, that's where the whole idea of, you know, the uh, 40 year old kindergartner comes into play where it's like, you know, I just love when people make the argument, you know, when when you question them on something and their next argument is, well, I've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> so what? Like, <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember like, Dana Carvey and be like, back in my day, yeah, right. we had one shoe and it was a size five, and everyone <laughs> shoved their foot in it. It was a bloody stump. Right. It's like, like, come uh, on, guy. If that's your comeback to my question, like. I already know you're a moron. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, well, I've been you know doing who, this for 20 years. You know who so. my dad is? Do you, yeah. you know how tall my dad is? He weighs like 700 pounds and is like 10 foot five. He right. beat up your dad. Right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just kind of the, the thing that, you know, you run into. And it's like, how, how much do you really want to associate with people like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean also that they're always going to be like that. So understanding how much, like, we've changed. I mean, oh, we yeah. change, it changed. It, it, oh, I can't even tell you how my view of other people has changed and myself. But not only that, it's like giving people a second, third, and fourth chance is up to me. But on top of that, it's like, am I going to come in with a fresh brain every single time that I'm with that person so I can recognize, number one, if they're wasting my time, and number two, am I wasting their time with what's going on. It has to be, again, like a relationship that is valuable on both sides. But overall, it's like as soon as you don't know what you want out of that relationship or at least what you're trying to get out of that conversation, you're already behind the eight ball. Well, dude, 10 years ago, 10 years ago I knew it all. 
And now I do. Now I know just How a little. How come you got so stupid? I got the years? so. Yeah, the last ten years I just got dumber. Like, <laughs> but no, ten years ago I had it all pretty, figured pretty out. Pretty bird, right? Pretty bird. <laughs> and now it's like you know I'm cool with saying yeah I don't really know a ton about this, but I think I have some things really down pat. You know, and yeah. I. And it's not like you can't get can't get informed about something. You know, and we're so fortunate to be in this day and age of which there's so much information at your fingertips that you had to be able to sift through. You know I mean? If you don't have the understanding of at least a basic form of knowledge to be able to build all these other concepts on top of, you're going to be pretty screwed. But overall understanding those basics and then trying to see if that's a solid foundation of which you learned those basics on upon. Cause like there were times when I looked at heart rate and I'm like, what, what am I doing? You know, like, how many things can affect heart rate? Like, only like a billion different variables affecting heart rate, uh, including like if you just decide to have um, hold your breath or do breathing technique or, you know, you just all of a sudden ate a little bit better and you have different bicarbonate system going on. What if you drank a Red Bull right before you came in? Boom. What if uh, what if the nurse is hot? Schwing. <laughs> Schwemmy, schwami, Samsonite. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, thanks for joining us today. Um, make sure that you go over to bizbody.net, sign up for the newsletter. Nobody signs up for the damn newsletter. Oh, they do, man. They do. I had like, like 0.5. I can't get 0.5. Yeah. Oh, crickets. Nobody, nobody signs up for a fucking newsletter anymore. Well, it's not a newsletter. You get workflows, man. Well, then say sign up for the workflows so that people actually want to sign up for it and get something out of it versus like nobody gives a shit what we're doing. Okay guys, we did something <laughs> revolutionary and you know if you if you want some guides that we have put together to help with your website development, have a better understanding of what's going on with your uh, your cash flows so you know what to take note of and then also have a guide for um, your networking. Sign up for those guides on our website because, I, you know what, I, I talked to someone the other week and they got the guides, they went through all the guides and their business went up 1,000%. No, that's a lie. But it was, <laughs> they really liked the guides. Well, sir, like the, uh, the few people that have signed up for the newsletter, how many newsletters have they gotten so far? Oh, yeah. None. Yeah. Because we don't no have letter. a newsletter. There's just guides. So if you want guides <laughs> and you don't want to be spammed with like a newsletter where we're talking about um, we're, we're sharing Up and coming newsletters. Yeah. It just makes no sense. We all we have are the guides. Check out the guides. If you want some guides that can help your business and put you in the right direction and raise your business an imaginary 1000 uh, percent. Check out bizbody.net and go there. True dad. Till next time, guys. 